in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. You ready? Oh, yeah. (coughs) Okay. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the aging Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> uh-huh. Like a delicate cheese, Glenn. Ooh. Fine wine. Hmm. You, sir, are growing older. <laughs> Wait, lots of things grow older. I think the thing you're trying to get at here is they get better with age. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part. But then some parts... The cheese does get stinky. It's like the crust of the cheese. Ooh. Thanks, man. Feeling real good about this birthday coming up here. Yeah, I say that because it's your it's your birthday uh, yep. today. Oh, yes, today, right, today. We're talking to... Talking Today's to, yeah. the 15th. Yeah, that's true. And it's also tax day. But your taxes aren't due till the 18th, people. No. Don't change the subject, Glenn. Um, you, you liken me to a crusty piece of cheese. The rind. The, the inedible part. Well, it depends on the cheese. Mm. Sometimes the sometimes the rind of the cheese is edible. Oaky. Nutty. Yeah. That's me. It adds a flavor to the rest of the cheese. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh... I mean, it has to be there. So. Much like a delicious rind of a cheese... We are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, gentleman.com is a delicious... It just gets better with age. Mm. It just appreciates in value. Mm-hmm. It's like making a non... Uh, no-brainer stock pick. Right. It's just going to get better. Right. It's not like the car. You drive it off the parking lot. Immediately right. depreciates. Exactly. No, That's, no, no. Yeah. That's like Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. LinkedIn. Yeah. It's a it's a clunker. You're going to write it off the lot, and you're going to lose about $5,000 right off the bat. Right off the bat. Just right Gentlemen, off the it's just going to get better and better and better. We're like a classic. We're like a DeLorean. That's right. It's never going to depreciate in value. Neither of us are going to get strung up the river on uh, drug charges either. Right? Was it Michael DeLorean? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Come on, don't, sorry. I was, like, <laughs> I was very. That confused. was a reach. That was a reach. I was very confused about what that meant. Um, Ooh, this is a good intro. It's also a bold statement. I don't know what the future holds for me, <laughs> and I don't want to. That's true. Ca- I don't want to cast myself. Let's not here. paint ourselves in any corners yeah. here. Um, anyway, <laughs> I hate for them to have to discontinue, gentlemen. Uh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a terrible outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Glenn and I are co-founders of psychologentleman.com. This is a very good site to go to and click things. Yeah. And look around. Scroll down, oh, up mm-hmm. and down, mm-hmm. back again, around the corner. Isn't that like the cha-cha slide or something? Is, are you? <laughs> yeah. It's like a wedding uh, song. And you can do the same thing on your browser. Right. As long as you... Cha-cha it, now. It, 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 <laughs> the cha's are clicks. Click to the left. Click, click to the right. right. There you go. Um, so, you, so anyway, the point is... <laughs> Visit gentleman.com uh, and uh, click some stuff. <laughs> and do the electric slide on there. That's right. 
Uh, <sighs> and after you're done doing the electric slide, you can moonwalk over to podcast.gentleman.com. Nice. Where you can listen to old episodes. You can follow along with this episode where we're going to post the links that we're going to talk about on here. If you're curious about something, something piqued your interest, you mm. can, you know, break dance on over there. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, which I'm sure you do by now, after this amazing intro, uh, you can do so <laughs> by sending a letter to <laughs> sending a letter to the gentleman mailbag at uh, PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We will get your letter. We will take a look at it. We will get a magnifying glass out. We will scroll through it looking for clues tre- to the treasure. Mm-hmm. We will also interpret your letter. And we will speak about it on the Gentleman Podcast. From there, the letter goes to the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know as the Hall of Fame. And we'll send you a little bit of tiny something back in return. Uh, just for just for playing along with the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, if you can't send us a letter because you're maybe you just got in a horrible car accident mm. and you're in a wheelchair or something. We're sorry. Um, We're just sorry temporarily. That. Because you just got like you broke your arm and stuff, and you're in the yeah. wheelchair, you can't you can't send a letter at the po- at the That's post right. office. Uh, one thing that you could do is uh, get in touch with us via email at howdyatgentleman.com, or you can go to one of our various social sites, social networking, social networking profiles. There you go. Uh, at Facebook and Twitter and all the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, hot or not? Hot or not? Tinder, Instagram, Tinder, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of fish. Plenty and, of uh, connect with us, <laughs> flirt with us, whatever you want to do. Plenty of stash. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, plenty of stash. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. Now we got that all out of the way. That's the disclaimer we have to roll through every episode, according to our lawyers. Uh, now we can get on to the interesting part of the episode, which is the meat of the episode, the drink of the week. Um, this is what you come for. That's yeah. That's what I. That's why I record this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just to be able to drink beers. To right. Try out every beer that we can. Yeah, Laura's like, "Why are you on? drinking on a Friday night?" I'm like, "Oh, I've got this podcast. <laughs> I normally wouldn't be doing that." Mm, but, yep. Yeah, okay. Well, next. <laughs> um, anyway, Glenn. Okay, so I went to the store and I the there's thankfully for us because we're running out of material here. We've we've battle tested about 86 beers so far. And uh, so we're we're running out of material. It's a little bit difficult to find new things that we haven't talked about on the podcast before. Fortunately, that that aren't IPAs. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. Everything that comes out now is an IPA. Yep. It's like a minefield out there when you go to the liquor store. It really is. Um, Anyway, love is a battlefield. And, um, but fortunately, what I was going to say was fortunately the liquor store started carrying a couple new brands Founders Brewing Company I haven't seen at the store before Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw it tonight and I looked through their uh, selection of IPAs and (laughs) it was like four or five IPAs so um, I found this one that wasn't an IPA and I thought that this would probably do well Um, the downside of this beer is that it is a Scottish wee heavy beer (laughs) so this means that it's an eight eight and a half percent alcohol by volume beer, um, and so it's extremely strong, and yeah, it'll be potent. So I'm gonna go get you a shot glass so that you can since you have to drive home, I'll get you a shot yeah. glass and then that will be your your taste everything. Well, we may have cigars after this. So oh, that's I think, true. So I you think have time to. But yeah, I you do, might be able to have half a beer. His, historically, I am uh, I'm terrible at pacing myself with uh, yeah the heavy. Well, we'll see how this goes. I don't drink. I don't drink more beers than I should. I just drink them really. I just drink that one really fast. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I get pretty loopy by the end of the episode. Well, when the beer's eight and a half percent, 
Yeah. You know, typically Glenn and I have two beers on the on the podcast, but when it's the the heavy beers, yeah, the eight and a half percent volume beers, that uh, gets into a gray area where right. I don't have to drive home. So nope. I usually have like six of them on the podcast. But six. When, <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So the point is, so this is a new company that we haven't talked about before. Uh, I, I almost took it the wrong way because on the box of the beers, they have a little tiny picture of their brewing company, mm-hmm. and underneath it says "Brewed for Us." Like, like not brewed for our customers, not brewed for beer lovers, brewed for us. Well, they made too many. Yes, maybe that's why they're selling them. Uh, but uh, so consequently, I looked up their history, uh, and it says here, uh, Founders Brewing Company in uh, what, Grand Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hmm. Uh, say Mike Stevens and Dave, Dave Ingers. Uh, they had steady jobs. They quit their jobs to American Dream, the brewing company, which right. a lot of people are doing these days. Took out big loans, all this stuff. They ran themselves into bankruptcy. Damn near lost everything Mm -hmm. and then they decided that they were going to switch course from their they were doing the same beers everybody else was doing they decided to switch course and brew some beers that were a little bit out there a little bit crazy Mm -hmm. a little bit uh, against the grain going out on the fringes that's right and so that brought them back from the brink and they said they wanted to brew beer for beer enthusiasts like themselves, ah. and that's why they decided to do that. So that's what the that's where that slogan comes from: beer for us. It's like gentlemen, we been we built gentlemen for us. Yeah, it's true for people like us. That's right, which is everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> and other people that aren't like us. Yeah, basically everybody. Yeah, because that kind of limits your right um, reach. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Wait, that's neither here nor there. Okay, but anyway, Glenn, this is the uh, this is their this is their you know similar to the arrogant bastard bastard. Okay, this is the uh, dirty bastard. The ODB. The OD- which yeah, we should just refer to as the ODB. Yeah, you know me, the old DB, the old dirty bastard. The old dirty bastard. We'll see how dirty it is, Brian. So this is eight and a half percent. You say eight and a half percent. The IBUs are fifty. Um, Whoa. It smells like a, like a, ooh, like a bar in Dublin. Yeah, it doesn't smell. It smells ooh. like it smells like the bathroom tile on a bar in Dublin. Is what it smells like. Um, so yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, dark ruby in color, uh, brewed with seven varieties of imported malts. It's complex and finished with hints of smoke and peat. Oh boy! So um, with a right hook of pop. Hot power, what to give it a bad attitude? What, and that's why they called it the ODB. Okay, so um, how how many hops are we talking here, Brian? Fifty. Ooh, the upper limits. Yeah, I mean we're getting to the the outer limits of of what we can our ceiling. There. That's right. Ooh, we, so anyway, all right. For those of you who don't know, uh, we use a mustache twist scale. It's proprietary. It's patent pending that we Brian and I have developed. Um, it's a supercomputer basically in order to calculate how wonderful or terrible beers are. Uh, you know, people will commonly, you can go to websites that give you arbitrary ratings on what they think beer should be based on their own, you know, whims. It's like crowdsourcing or something. Right. Completely inaccurate. Please. We use science. Right. Science and math. Science and math and um, just our sets of taste buds. Okay. So no crowd. Right. Uh, 
Just straight to the source. Straight to the source. So Brian and I take care of the, the crowd part, which is just a tiny little bit. And then yeah. the, the supercomputer does all the magic behind exactly. the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, our rating, <clears throat> our criteria are how hoppy it is. Yep. Um, typically below 16, we're, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Brian and I are not. And the supercomputer does not like hoppy, hoppy IPAs. The algorithm like was developed to be or, anti-hoppy right. beers. Uh, it's just what it's. It's just how it how it shook down. Um, the price is for in Kansas where we normally get beers. A six pack should be around eight fifty. That's mm-hmm. a good average. Yep. What what did the wee heavy weigh in? Nine forty nine. But it is eight eight and a half percent alcohol. So it's true. Probably higher alcohol, about uh, higher alcohol beers are usually more expensive when yep. you go to store, and that's, that's what this was. Pretty um, cheap actually. Yeah, for, for that kind of that kind of higher alcohol by volume mm-hmm. content. Um, so anyway. All right, Glenn. Let's uh, <sighs> cheers. Cheers, my friend. Eight. Ooh, dirty. Something. <laughs> did some dirt fly off when we? <laughs> mm. Oh man, it said tickles the senses. Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> Whoa. I took a big drink of that. <laughs> oh. I took a. <laughs> Brian oh. got a sinus rinse of. Uh... <laughs> oh. Ooh. Holy crap. Let me get you a snorkel. Wow. You can uh, ODB. try that again. Wow. Small sips. Mm. Mm. You know what? When it's not filtered through your nose, it's pretty tasty. <laughs> yeah. I've had some I've had some <clears throat> wee heavies before that are more heavy than we. That's true. And uh, mm-hmm. this is this is actually I know it's going to take a while for you to get there. Right. Now. <laughs> But this is actually pretty pretty smooth for uh, for what. It's <laughs> like a big first drink. I mean, when when gone down the actual throat, that uh, was the beer is. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I should not have inhaled it. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying now. I'm, I'm recovering. Mm. Okay, all right, that's good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's got. Yeah, I was I was getting pretty worried when you were talking about smoke and peat coming through. And uh, sounds like a like a couple of bandits smoking smoking. I was gonna Pete. say that should be our nickname, Smoking <laughs> Pete. Uh, but anyway, uh, well, who am I? I don't know. I guess you'd be. I'd be Pete. You you could be, be smoke. Yeah, sweet. Um, now you see me. Now you don't. Where well, there's fire, there's smoking Pete. Um, Brian's still shaking off the. <laughs> Grandpa's cop syrup. Um, okay. Well, Glenn, if you were to say ascribe some kind of a rating to this beer, what Man. would you what would you give this beer? Now, I, this isn't the type of beer I gravitate towards. I try to leave yep. that out of my bias. Yep. I try to leave the bias at the door. Yep. Okay. How else can we be objective? Um, not my not for what it is. Okay, let's put it this way: for what it is, the type of beer that it is, mm-hmm. I think it's very very good. Um, okay. I would probably. I would definitely put this in the eight. I would definitely put it around a. I'm, I'm going to say 80, 83. 83. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, Brian, you you had it on the the upper end of your palate when you yeah. adjusted it. Yeah. Um, the- uh, that's my fault, though. It's user error. I, I took a big gulp of this stuff <laughs> accidentally, and it bit me back. <laughs> it gulped me back. You got a right hook. I got a right hook in on me. I was gonna put this in the sevens, actually. You said eight point three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was gonna put it around seven seven. Okay. So. Mm. 
Well, so yeah, there's quite a disparity there. There is quite a disparity. Typically, there. we're pretty close in our ratings, but this is this is pretty different. I I think that the price being more, even though the alcohol is a little bit more. Uh, when I'm paying ten bucks for a six pack, I want it to be something I'm pretty excited about, and this is uh, this is a little bit less than that. Well, a little that, less yeah, than exciting. I I will I will say that, like I said, you know, it's hard for me to you really get you know jazzed for a, a that, that kind of beer. Yeah, I yeah. actually do like Scotch Ale. Scotch Ale's are good. It's when the wee but, heavies come to town, I start to. You're right though that this for this kind of beer is. Um, I mean, I have. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, uh, what was I saying? What were you saying? For this kind of beer, it's um, very good. <laughs> so, for those of you that just heard that, uh, I have a, a Amazon Echo, and sometimes Alexa hears some stuff that she shouldn't. Um, and that was one of them anyway okay let's move in okay moving on okay well then okay now the only thing that's left to do is to type this into the mts computer get the facts in there get the facts straight and get the uh empirical rating for the founders odb um okay glenn so we said that okay we said the ibus were 50 the alcohol by volume, eight and a half percent, very high. Yes, very high. Price is nine forty nine, mm-hmm. and there were seven seven different types of malts included in the in the actual beverage itself. Yes, which is important for our scale. Exactly. Okay. Well, now all I have to do is sit back and give the MPS computer a couple minutes to digest those facts, and then spit out a empirical mustache twist scale rating for the founders ODB. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's uh, I can see it coming off the the presses right now, coming off the printer. I can hear it bubbling up with a final score. Uh, let me grab it here, and we'll uh, let me. Uh, okay, so I got the. I just grabbed the report here. I'm gonna flip to page 76, which we know is the final score of the page. Yeah. Not quite at the end because there's a whole subscript or right. a whole index of factors and all that stuff. So anyway, I gotta find it here. Let's see. We said uh, 76. Yeah, there's a. Oh, there's the graph. Yeah. Okay. There. Okay. High graph, uh, bar chart. Okay. You have you having a hard time there? I, I'm sorry, I'm struggling <laughs> here. Okay, so um, okay, so page 76. Uh, it's a, it's an 8.0. Wow. On the MTS scale. Wow. So uh, there you have it. Uh, the MTS computer comes through once again. Uh, Yet again. With an empirical score. One thing we always do, we like to do, we like to help out our friends over at beersnob.com because yeah. they don't get very much web traffic. So no. when we mention them, people go to their website. Yeah. So we like to help them out. You know, we don't really like them, but, you know, we're, we're here to make the internet a better place. So anyway, the point is beersnob.com. That's the place where snobs go to find out about beer. Mm-hmm. And according to beersnob.com, the founders ODB gets a Whoa. 90. <laughs> which I was I was very I was suspicious of this when I started reading about the founders and yep. their explanation when they started saying we make out there beers that are for yep. you know people for love beersnob.com beer. for yeah. 
the whole point is let's get on beersnob.com yep. and then you know then that will lead the gentleman podcast to rate our beer and then right you know we're all of a sudden we're huge it's like so, a, it's like for, uh, congratulations your plan worked yeah exactly yeah. it's like a, a local brewery that we love actually won this uh, i think bronze medal to gold uh beer olympic games whatever whatever mm-hmm. they are right and it, and i'm you know, I heard about it. I was like, oh, that's great. Which beer was it? And it was like a seasonal, weird spring beer where they had like... It was basically... It like was, with cucumber in it yeah, or something? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was not good at all. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe... Uh, people loved it for what it was, but it was just yeah. so weird and... Uh, anyway. Mm. I, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, we tell how it is. It's that's an right. 8.0. It's not a 9.0. It's an 8.0. That's right. Take it from us. That's right. Anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, moving on. Let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com mm. in the last two weeks or so. Okay. Well, first up, Brian, we have a um, <clears throat> we have a tack that has been just z- zipping around the uh, the community. What a great t- what a great post. It, I mean, this it is, is it is. The, I will say I will brilliant. A word of caution about the person Legendary. who posted it is a little uh, egotistical. Uh, <laughs> Brian posted this. Um, I posted this. I posted this to gentleman.com because I thought it was so interesting, Glenn. It was. And it hits home because it's close to Kansas. It literally hits home. It, it's in Kansas, actually. Um, so this is a little story that I posted called, Gather Around Kids, Let Me Tell You a Story. <laughs> this is called, Internet Mapping Turned a Kansas Farm into a Digital Hell. Pretty catchy title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Brian's new house. And then, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Um, this is a story from fusion.com, fusion.net, sorry. Um, and it's an interesting story about a, a far, a family farm that is about an hour's drive away from Wichita, Kansas. We know where this place is, but it's called, it's in a place, a town called Potwin, Kansas. And this farm has been owned by the Vogelman family for more than a hundred years. It's always been in their family. Mm Mm-hmm. About a decade ago, they started experiencing a lot of random, strange things. People showing up at their house, harassing them on the phone, all kinds of stuff. And it's escalated and escalated and escalated over the last 10 years. They'd find people rooting around their barns. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cops would just show up and ask for random searches, asking if children were there. Right. Um, Sorry, I mean, you posted this. I was just remembering. Yeah. Yeah. And and then somebody, the lead image that you posted, somebody posted a, uh, or somebody left a toilet like a broken toilet in the middle of the driveway. It's kind of like a weird. Someone threw threat. a broken, yeah, a broken toilet in their driveway, which is you know they had no idea, you know. So anyway, <laughs> this has been going on for about a decade, and they don't know what the heck the deal is. You These know? are salt of the earth people. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, small town Kansas people, and they're getting all this, all these problems. They're they're just kind of miserable because they don't know what's going on, what's going to come next, anything. Anyway, it turns out that a reporter for Fusion.net. Um, had been talking to a internet mapping company that provides data to popular mapping services like Google Maps and and other providers like that, and it turns out that you know everybody pretty much could guess that the middle of the U.S. is in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's some specific latitude and longitude where the middle of the U.S. falls, and it's in northern Kansas, close to the Nebraska border. Right. For some reason that company chose to specify a easier to remember set of latitude and longitude and it just so happened to pinpoint these people's farm so what happened was that a lot of like 
internet sleuths basically right. if somebody attacks their website or they're getting you know harassed by somebody online they 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 they, they go through and they find their ip address yep and which is a unique number that's any system on any system on the internet's going to have an ip address but the problem was this mapping service decided that if they don't know where geographically that that uh, IP address is in the United States, that it's actually the Vogelman's farm. Zero, zero, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, anytime people are getting <laughs> harassed online or all these crazy things that are happening, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can happen online. Uh, if they don't know where the IP address is located at, they right. just said, well, it's the Vogelman's farm. Yep. <laughs> and so people would drive out there and start harassing these people. Uh, they actually talked to the sheriff of the town, and they've got signs up at the at the outside of the property that say, "Contact the sheriff if you you know if you have questions about this. These people are not who you think they are." You know, it's funny to think about a small town Kansas sheriff like understanding that the internet. You know, they get all these harassment things going yeah. on with the internet anyway. So. Uh, the reporter said that they're not the only one. There's a couple other people that have had similar phenomenon, but the Vogelmans are actually the most often cited <laughs> unknown address in the uh, in that provider's database. Man, how awful would that be? Yeah, it's crazy because people will do weird stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like if they're getting harassed online or something mm-hmm. like that, or and they're convinced that you know whatever. Uh, t- there's another person in North Carolina, I believe, they talked to in this. And the weird thing is, the IP address, they, they put them at latitude and longitudes, mm-hmm. but the the company themselves that they were talking to about this basically said that they say specifically that they can only pinpoint to a city level. So they could drop a pin somewhere in the city, and you know it might be my house. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, if something goes wrong in Lawrence, Kansas... Everybody checks the internet maps and sees it's the, Brian. Yeah, exactly. And so they just had the bad luck of, of the pin drop, basically. Um, but the the CEO of that mapping company said that they were going to resolve this by by drop like making the pinpoint over bodies of water and things that people nice. didn't own, so that so they can harass the water. Yeah, they could they could quickly <laughs> like distinguish the fact that this was not a real actual plotted point, although IP addresses can be targeted to a plotted point they're not really that accurate so there's right. no way to tell you know right whatever anyway so that's that's crazy anyway crazy story um what a what a terrible thing like a, a bad luck kind of thing to have happen you know well and you think about people who i mean i never thought about like disguising my ip before right you know the people yeah. that are going to be disguising their ip are the people that probably are going to be up to no good Exactly. And so it's going to be the vocal mints. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, be careful of mistaken IP identity is what I would say about that. That's right. Because you never know. You don't. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, people, the, the crazy thing, the weird thing about this too, I want to say, is that people get overconfident when they look up Google Maps or something like that. that yeah. That's a, a, that they can take that to the bank. That's a real thing. You know, we talked about last the week. Bulldozer. The bulldozer. The bulldozer, the house got bulldozed down. But even people that don't really understand IP addresses and stuff like that, looking yeah. this stuff up, it's dangerous because, I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of people know that IP addresses are not a really good way to triangulate a location, but there's a lot of yahoos on the internet that don't understand that. 
So Wait, are you telling me that there are people on the internet that just aren't very practical and reasonable? Well, no. Okay. I, I think everybody's practical and reasonable. Okay, internet. good. Good. So I was going to anyway. say, Brian. Well, anyway, our next uh, tactic we're going to talk about was added by our, an excellent member, RoboChess. RoboChess has made the rounds many times in the podcast. He is. Yes. Uh, and we appreciate the... Uh, the 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 tax over the years, but mm-hmm. uh, this one's this one's very good. It's it's titled "Radioactive Wild Boars Rampaging Around Fukushima Nuclear n- No Nuclear Site Nuclear Site Nuclear Site Nuclear Site It's a nuclear reaction. Now I'm gonna the the more I talk about this, I'm just gonna screw this up. But anyway, it's a, it's an article from the Independent, which is a website of some kind, uh, fairly popular, mm-hmm. and. Uh, in 2011, the Fukushima, Japan, had a little problem with nuclear radioactivity leaking. Mm-hmm. But yes, a nuclear site, 2011, they had a little meltdown. They leaked some radioactive material. Just a little radioactive yada, material. Yada, yada. Yeah. They had to evacuate um, right. everybody. And nobody's been living there since then, except um, wild boars. Right. And probably some other animals. But the boars are a problem because... They have been eating. Uh, they've been eating food from the area, which, in ter- and also because there's no, um, you know, humans to as there are no, no predators basically for the boars. Mm-hmm. They've exploded in population. In 2014, they estimated that there's probably 3,000 boars in that area, and then now there are 13,000. Wow! And they are um, radioactive. They're radioactive, which is a problem as well. Um, it reminds me of a Simpson episode where they're going fishing and they pull the fish out. I was going to say, I'm three surprised eyes. because it shouldn't be that hard to track these things they're down. They're glowing. Because they're glowing green. <laughs> um, the, the article really isn't that long. It basically just kind of goes into, you know, what they're going to do. But they're saying the problem now is that, so they, they're, they're taking this initiative to kill all these wild boars. And they're killing them so fast that they can't dispose of them quickly right. enough. So they've tried burning them. And they've tried all these burying them, burying them, but then like wild dogs dig them up, and they and start eating the radioactive boars. And right. Then, anyway, so I don't know. I was pretty, I, uh, just the thought of boars themselves running around like a, a massive population of them, pretty frightening by itself. Yeah, because they, those suckers can get big. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but my wife and I, our family goes to Arkansas quite often to mm-hmm. see her family. Right. And uh, you have to drive through the hills and the mountains. And, and one time we were driving, it was like right at dusk, and Lynn was, we were kind of keeping our eyes out for deer because they're everywhere in this one stretch right. of road. Right. And over to the right, she's like, oh, I think I saw, oh, that was really weird. I think I saw like two really, really big dogs. But they're like really squatty, but huge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Huh, that's kind of weird." But I was, you know, didn't think much of it. And we got, right. we talked to somebody later. And they're like, "Oh, you saw a boar." Yeah, you know, you saw two two boar boars, mm. boar, boar, boarses. I don't know. Anyway, and they can get massive, mm-hmm. and they're mean. And yeah. so, anyway, radioactive boars to the tune of thirteen thousand. That's a that's yeah, that's a frightening proposition right there. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things where the the nuclear contamination has unknown 
side effects. Yep. Uh, I'm sure they're not the only animals that are affected by this, but now that a sudden multiplying population, it's like little or big, powerful gremlins running around. Exactly. Um, so anyway, but they have hunters out there, you know, shooting on sight, all kinds of stuff going on to try to control the population because it's gotten out of control. But um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, after Fukushima had their nuclear problem, mm-hmm. let's hope that their wild boar problem does not get <laughs> too terribly more out of control. But these guys can't catch a break. No, they can't. <laughs> and I would be pretty terrified if there were wild boars running around that were radioactive. Hey, did you hear that scratching downstairs? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> uh, they could get in after a while. Yeah, you know they're yeah. like they're if like they want to get in. They're going to get. They're in. They're like pig zombies. If they want to get in, they're going to get in. You know? It's a pig zombie apocalypse. Exactly. Ugh. Uh, well, anyway, so hopefully that works out for them. Thankfully, in the United States, we haven't had a terrible nuclear disaster like that yet. Or more boar explosions. Yeah, either one. The only boar problem we're having is people still listening to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. <laughs> well, uh, finally, we're going to talk about one thing that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, mm. On uh, something that I posted, again, to gentleman.com uh, in the last two weeks or so. Um, about six months ago, about eight months ago, something like that. I took a piece, a piece of plywood and I made a little desk out of it. Um, I got sick and tired of going to Ikea and stores of the ilk. Pottery barn. And seeing the desks that they offered there were either super cheap and flimsy. They, you know, they're just particle board, basically. Yep. Plastic on them. And they were selling them for 200 bucks. Or if I, you know, went to a higher end store, we're talking about six, seven, eight hundred dollars for a, a, just a simple desk, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I took a couple books that I've done, I've read, and I, couple other things and did some research and i ended up building my own desk i wrote a blog post about it and i posted this to gentleman.com um and it was just a a little project that i did in not too much time it wasn't very complicated it wasn't i don't have drawers on the desk or anything like that but i just wanted a simple little desk that i could use to work on to edit the podcast on and when i'm at home yep um and i didn't want to pay you know, $600 for a nice desk. So I took a single sheet of plywood, a couple other materials, and some prefabricated legs. Um, I based it on a design I found in one of my books for a dining room table, actually, that I modified down to a, a smaller desk size. Uh, and then I set about creating the desk. I made a lot of mistakes and messed some stuff up. But along the way, I figured out how to do it. And I posted a full blog post about it over on blog.gentleman.com. So... You know, Brian, I'll, I'll see this desk. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, people are really eating this up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they love it. They really do. They really it's love catching it. catching fire. They re- yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to hear from uh, the Herman Miller Company, actually. Yeah. About, well, uh, who's the guy that does the... the? Well, never mind. That's. I imagine you would like your own, like... Uh, what's that network where they have all the crafty... HGTV. HGTV, yeah. I could do that. Have your own show. Get in touch. <laughs> Tool belt out there. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I did with my piece of plywood. That's right. Um, but what I have, what I have to know is, how many handwritten letters have you written on this desk yet? A lot, actually. I I, I see yeah. this and I'm like, man, that's what he's using this for. <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, I've written a, <laughs> I've written several letters on this desk. Yeah. yeah. Um, much like I ask everybody, look, if I say out there the podcast people are listening to this, if I say write the gentleman podcast, mm-hmm. I'm saying that because. 
when I have something that I gotta say, mm-hmm. I write a handwritten letter. And there have been a lot of people that have received a handwritten letter That's from right. me, both good and bad. Yep. Um, but, uh, but anyways, that's, that's a trademark, uh, Brian McKinney, uh, thing to do for mm-hmm. sure. And many a letter has been already been written on this desk. So, so there you go. Yeah, it's true. If you, you're, if you listening feel like you need a desk to mm-hmm. pin a, pin a letter to general podcast, maybe exactly. Yeah. Build the desk, build the desk, get back to me, then write a letter to us that's on right. that desk. Mm-hmm. And if you can take a picture of yourself writing a letter on that desk, right? I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. Um, I'll probably cry. Mm-hmm. I probably will. Well, I feel like, cry. yeah, you know, we finally we finally done something. Uh, and really, you did it. So, but I'll still cry, right? Because I feel like it's you know appropriate, right? Somehow, Glenn cries a lot. I do. Um, um, so, are you? Have you done any woodworking in the in the past, Glenn? I have. Um, when I was in sixth grade. I made a righteous cutting board in oh, a nice. shop. Well, no, no, it was Home Ec. Home Ec, the right. shop side of Home Ec. Oh, okay. And then you had the other side of Home Ec, which was the cooking and sewing and you know all that stuff. So, did you ever have to take that at all? Home Ec. Yeah. Yes, I did take Home Ec. Yes, I, I remember sewing a pillow. Ah, uh, yeah, I made one of those. I don't remember the cooking part of it too much, but I know that it was cooking. This was in middle school. It was, so it was a long time ago. Yeah. I never took shop, though. I didn't yeah. have a shop. There was a shop class in my high school that I, I wish I would have taken now. But um, when, I was a, when I was a junior and senior in high school, my cross-country coach actually had a side business. He would make handmade um, picture frames, mm-hmm. and he would sell them at Branson. Mm-hmm. And he sold hundreds and hundreds of these things. And so... I used his shop. I made all these picture frames like by myself uh, all summer long. It was actually, if I th- I think back about it now, I'm like, man, that could have gone terribly for him or yeah. me. Like I'm using power tools, like right. planers and right. sawing stuff, and right. it could have been really awful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he had like an industrial size uh, planer, mm-hmm. just running wood through, and it kicked back every now and again. <laughs> like I had some bruises. I mean, it was. Anyway, hmm. I did a lot of word working now that I think about it, yeah. but not, yeah. none of the serious, like, make a desk. Hmm. I was only making picture frames. Right. So. I see. Anyway. Well, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about I'm going to do some more stuff here. I've already, I'm already concocting some plans for some more projects that I'm going to be doing around the house. The thing is, furniture is expensive. If you want nice furniture these days, it's expensive. Yes. I get the feeling that back in the day, you used to be able to get reasonably priced handmade yeah, wood furniture. Yeah, and you just can't get that anymore. It's all the prefabricated fiberboard stuff, and it's just not very nice. No. Nope. So I, you know, the, the good advantage of doing stuff like this at your house is that you save some money, and you can do it exactly how you want to. Uh, the only downside is you might lose a digit. I was gonna say there's probably <laughs> there's a couple downsides. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as my. Uh, Sixth grade home ec shop te- teacher like to say, Glenn, you better watch your business or your business will get cut off. <laughs> I think it's we should true. talk about the planer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a lot of tools that'll take it off you. Um, yep. Okay, Glenn. Well, anyway, so if, you, if you're interested in building yourself a cheap little desk that's actually kind of nice, mm-hmm. go to blog.gentleman.com. Check out my post on how to build an inexpensive mid-century desk next week i'll be tackling how to build a mid-century car yes um yeah 
I'm thinking of you go plywood <laughs> and concrete. <laughs> um, It'll be like Kitty Hawk. I'll be out there, you know, trying to get this car to go. Cinder <laughs> ah, <laughs> block wheels. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the uh, toast this week. Mm. And uh, this week is uh, we're we we've had a lot of positive toasts in the we last have. several. Let's bring weeks, it, but we've let's bring we, it down. We brought it. We got to bring it down to what it always comes down to. Basically, is that somebody important and cool passed away. That's right. And this important and cool person is Merle Haggard, a legendary country music star. Um, you know, known as a, kind of a blue collar kind of. Yep. Fought his way through to become a country music star, and then kept that that career going for a long long time from the early 60s until he passed away uh very recently so very successful country music singer and songwriter um and i i'm not totally familiar with merle haggard's stuff like i haven't listened to a lot of his songs but i know them uh poncho and lefty yeah um Oki from muskogee that's right um you know and, and he had like 40 number one country hits or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean it's the hits that you you know a little bit before our time. Right, exactly. But hits nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the the really important thing about Merle Haggard is that he influenced so many people mm-hmm. musically yeah. going forward. Right. Um, both country and rock and everywhere else. I mean just Yeah. Um so I was digging around <clears throat> I was digging around listening or, or uh, about Merle Haggard to to talk about him on the podcast, you know. Uh, found some interesting things about him, and and one of the things that really stuck out to me was that you know Johnny Cash is legendary for playing a show at San Quentin. Once Johnny Cash's career kind of started going down a little bit, he did, he came up with this idea to play a concert at San Quentin Prison, and um, he went and did that. And Merle Haggard was actually in the audience as a prisoner at San Quentin. Really, when that happened, yeah, and that actually inspired him in part to stop breaking the law <laughs> and go into music as a profession. What was he doing time for? Uh, robbery, I believe. I believe he got arrested for robbery. He was uh, huh. he started kind of a criminal kind of thing when he was 11 years old. And that continued on until he was in his early 20s. Um, he got arrested for something and he found out that his wife at the time was pregnant with another man's child or something. Uh. And, so he was just going through some rough times, and uh, kind of. But when he was at San Quentin, uh, that was one of like one of the things that stuck out to him as a life changing moment was seeing Johnny Cash come there. And the, the quotes that I, I read from, obviously paraphrasing, but he was basically saying that you know Johnny Cash was flipping the guards off and saying stuff to him and all the things that the prisoners wanted to do like he wanted to do Johnny Cash was up there doing so he thought at that moment like he's like I that's what I need to do I need to I need to figure my life out and I want to become a, a I want to be Johnny Cash yeah well who doesn't want to be Johnny Cash right. but well with the exception of the you know cocaine blues well yeah uh, uh, sorry anyway, anyway. <laughs> but yeah uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting that he was actually in the audience at this I didn't know that show. Yeah. I, I saw a, uh, you know I saw a couple things when, when Merle passed mm-hmm. some different videos that were floating around one of them yeah. was uh, he was on a show a variety show kind of thing mm-hmm. and he was uh, I guess he was really uh, well known for his impersonations mm-hmm. of other uh, country music stars mm-hmm. and he was 
there, so the host was like, well, do, you know, so-and-so. And uh, so, do Buck Owens. And he right. started to impersonate Buck Owens. And then Buck Owens came on stage and started singing with them. And, <laughs> and then he was like, okay, now do Johnny Cash. He's like, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little afraid of that guy. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, I'll do Johnny Cash, but you keep a lookout over here and you keep a lookout over here. <laughs> and he says, you know, impersonating Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash walks up and starts playing and singing with them. <laughs> it was awesome. That's it was cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, long career. Um, passed away recently mm-hmm. uh, at the ripe old age of seventy nine. Um, but it sounds like he had a, a long, full life, really good career in music, and uh, five wives. Wow! So, talk about a full life. A lot to write about. Yeah, that'll that'll give you some fodder for songs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it will. A lot of country music songs written about that. I'm sure. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah. I wow. Well. I did see he had a special with uh, Dolly Parton at oh. one point, so yeah. I don't know if she was in the mix at all, but... Oh, I don't know. Well, uh, time, I guess we'll never know. I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. Time will not tell. No. We'll never know. But anyway, uh, cheers to Merle Haggard. Merle country, the Pearl. Country music legend. That's right. How are you feeling about the, uh, the Wee Heavy? Um, feeling better or worse? About the same. Okay. Still, you're it's, still it's, sticking I'm, by I'm your recovered. Seven. I'm recovered by, uh, you know, the initial reaction was a little bit knee jerk. So uh, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Awesome. Uh, okay, well it's time for the um, hot button topic. Um, and this week, Glenn, uh, well, something came out of blue that I wasn't expecting. Um, came out of the blue, I should say. Um, and that was a new Star Wars movie, which apparently is coming out, Whoa. which I had no idea. Whoa. Uh, I, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. There's more than one? Uh, but I'd never heard of this before, and then all of a sudden, I pop up Gentleman.com, and there's a trailer. Lo and behold. Uh, that for Rogue One, which is a new Star Wars movie that's supposed to be coming out in December. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a live action you know, normal Star Wars movie, it just doesn't follow the same storyline as episodes one through nine. Yep. Um, one through seven. One through seven. One through seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a different story. It's it's a spinoff of right. Star Wars, basically. Right. Um, I watched the, I watched the trailer, and it actually looks kind of decent. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say about it, um, which is a little weird, is that but if you don't know the 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 JJ Abrams Star Wars that just broke all the box office yep. stuff and they just lined their pockets with money um the one thing that's a little odd about it is like the whole story kind of the main character the main he- hero yes. is female heroine kind of ragtag you know lady right you know this seems like the exact same kind of story. Where yeah, the tra- I just watched the trailer a second with Gl- a second ago with Glenn, and it's like this ragtag like girl. I think she's an orphan, maybe. She's or- a, yeah, and she you know doesn't follow anybody's rules and yeah. all this stuff. And yeah. I was just like, wow, this sounds really similar to the movie I just watched, which was another Star Wars movie like six months ago. All right. But the point is, so Disney bought all these, bought the rights to Star Wars. Right. So how far will they take? cashing in on star wars mm-hmm. i mean they cashed in big time on the new star wars that just came out yes. they're already releasing another movie that i hadn't even heard about there's mean, all the merchandising oh yeah there's all the i i was talking to somebody the other day i think it was somebody we work with 
I was talking to him about asking him if he's going to go buy the new Star Wars movie, and he's like, "I'm going to go buy. I'm going to go buy it at Walmart. I'm going to go buy it at Target. I'm going to go buy it at uh, Amazon because all the packaging's different, and they all have their own special collector's stuff in them." What? Yeah, really? Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. So they've got like penny pinchers behind this, crunching the numbers. How can we make more money? Oh, we'll put different packaging on it. If we at Walmart, we'll get people to buy it twice. That's crazy. Yeah, but they're doing that. They're really doing that. Wow. And new movie. How many Star Wars spinoffs do you think they can pull off? This could be like super. This could be the new superhero movies. Well, J.J. Abrams did pull off three. Are they going to do three Star Wars or Star Treks? They've done two at least. I've he lost did track. two. They're they're doing another one's coming out, but it's not J.J. But Abrams. it's not J.J. Abrams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like how many Star Star Trek movies are there? There's there's tons. There's yeah, like but like the the modern reboots, I guess. I mean, since yeah. like the mid nineties, he's done two. There's a third one coming out soon. Yeah. So they made they pulled three out of that. I would assume that you know it's a proven entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just keep going back to the well. Go back to. The, I think we've seen from the superhero movies that go back to the well until the well gets dry. Exactly, and, and then wait ten years and then do it again. And then until then, <laughs> yeah. But what do they pay for? What did Disney pay for Star Wars? Like billions, three, three or four billion dollars or something like that. And I think they made like two billion off of the first Star Wars movie they released. Yeah, George Lucas is kicking himself. So actually, why is he kicking himself? He made two billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, four billion from the sale, and now oh. he's kind of done with it. So right, because he sold all the rights to it and everything. Like yeah. That. So, but think about all the merchandising that went along with it. Mm-hmm. And they're coming out with a new movie in between the because the the new the the second this is getting confusing. The second Star Wars movie, yes, in the episode eight or something like that. Right? It might episode eight, the one that we just saw the trailer for. Yes. Okay. No. That's Rogue. That's different. Oh, that's not even part of Star Wars. It's it's a Star Wars story, but it doesn't have anything to do with the main saga. Is this like on. the Star Wars Christmas special? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Is it's it going to be like 40 Wars. minutes long? It's a Star Wars Christmas special, <laughs> uh, basically in theaters. Yes. Okay, I want to see the, the Ewoks. So, we have... So, episode four through six... Was the the first episode the first trilogy? Yes. Episode one, two, three was the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands trilogy. Right. And this one is seven, eight, nine, and so are they doing a trilogy? Yes. Plus this Christmas plus special. This, plus the Christmas special. So for this, at least four. and and whatever else they decide to do, they might do more. Is J.J. Abrams directing the Christmas special? No, no, no. Oh, He's okay. not even doing episode eight. You just did one? You just did one. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's confusing. That's the, that's the point. It's like there's so much going on here. I think all people heard was Star Wars, the blah, 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 movie, and they're like, oh, let's go watch it again. Man, you can... I was thinking about this. I was watching that trailer. You could put that music and a couple of the kind of costumes and the... Some of the iconic... Like the... What, the what AT-ATs The ATATs, yeah. Uh... In a trailer, and I you you can just take my money. I'll yeah. be there. I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go see this. <laughs> yeah, I'll, you know? I'll go. I yes. To to your point about the um, basically the same exact storyline. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily. Uh, well, two things about that. One, 
it doesn't necessarily. Uh, I don't know. Like in the last movie, I didn't find myself even thinking about that. Yeah. Like the whole, you know, the the female heroine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even think about it till after right. it's over. I was like, oh, that's interesting because because I think in the first few, like the, the original ones, they had Princess Leia who was right. You know, so th- there's always that element. Yep. I think the thing for me is that they're just cloning that story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's weird. But but then I got to thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I wonder if they're only giving like one tan. <laughs> this is confusing. In, in that movie, if they're only giving like one storyline in that movie, and really it's going to be something. There's going to be like something yeah. else going on too. Yeah. So because they didn't really in the Christmas special or the yes the okay. Christmas. Gotcha. I mean, I think right. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I, I guess the point is is that Star Wars is just going to be... It's going to be like, I don't know, a, a election coverage or something for the next Yeah. I, the first years. thing I thought about when I watched that trailer was actually uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just wondering if somebody in some yeah. boardroom somewhere was like, we need the Hunger Games set in the Star Wars universe. I did feel it was very similar. Go write it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> That's what the trailer looks like. I mean, I mean basically, her job. I mean, I'm not going to give away anything that's not in the trailer because I haven't seen the movie. Right. But her job is to go and like run this whole subversive thing, and right. she's on her own. And, right. You know, I mean, that's very similar to right. just. I mean, the words they they were using in the trailer, like "you're alone," "you're reckless," "you're," you know, know, yeah. <laughs> "you're a scum," and she says, "This is a rebellion, isn't it?" <laughs> Touche, touche, rogue agent. <laughs> Tell you what, I like your, I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Meet C three PO. Oh, master Luke. <laughs> uh, okay, um, well, that makes more sense because watching it, I was like, well, they didn't even. In the well, okay, in the last movie, I won't spoil anything for people who, if there's like three yeah, people, somebody might not have seen it, but. Um, the last movie they 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 uh, left some cliffhangers. Yeah, and I was like, when are they going to address that in the new movie? Uh-huh. I was watching the trailer. They didn't even okay reference so yeah, anything. Even, right, it's a totally different thing. Totally different thing. So they're gonna yeah, they just keep cranking stuff out till um, you know. So is there going to be another? So when is that movie coming out? December. Okay, and then so six when, months from now, and then in another six months, they're going to have the next Star Wars. Yes. Holy cow. So they're really kind of trying to, I mean, just keep cranking stuff It really stuff is out. like Marvel Comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Marvel and DC Comics at the right. same time. Right. Wow. I just hope that they don't overflood the... Part of the part of the fun of Star Wars is that it's so... That it's so finite, you know? The, yeah. If, they, if it's so ubiquitous with all these different storylines and all this stuff happening and there's a movie every six months... Could be a long war. It's not as fun... It's not as fun anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can we just stop fighting? Yeah. <laughs> ah, so anyway. Does there have to be a dark side? We'll see. But man, what a good investment for Disney. I should have come up with I should have come up with four billion dollars in investments and yeah. offered to buy that from George Lucas. You know, I, I have a feeling I have a feeling that Disney probably had a good idea, had run some numbers, run some projection, probably would have figured out that they could have made their money back really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, now they can just. I mean, for the next hundred years, they can just crank out Star Wars. They're movies. literally printing money. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Disney has been. I mean, they, you know, with the whole Pixar thing and the, you know, all. But the, they're but they're like shutting down parts of ESPN. Yeah, that's true. Man, that's true. It's sad. 
Well, anyway, Glenn. Well, um, I guess the the consensus is more Star Wars. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I it's know. hard for me to say because I, you know, we went so long without any Star Wars. Yeah. Trying to get the stink out like, of our noses from the yeah from the, the terrible movie. yeah exactly. And so now it's just like a market flood of Star Wars. All of a sudden, so like I said, I didn't even know there was they were going to do that movie. I had no idea until I opened up Gentleman one day, and it was like I thought it was going to be a trailer for a video game or something. Because it looks like yeah, the picture, yeah. it looks like a video game. I, I don't it watch. Sounds it. like a like, video game. Yeah, and I it's like okay. Well, I guess there's an, another Star Wars movie coming out already. I bet. I bet part of Disney didn't even know. Probably. They yeah. probably have like three different Star Wars teams yeah. all working on movies at the same time. I would. If I was in charge of Disney. Okay. Well, if, if you like money. Yeah, and I do. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, well, we'll find out. We'll report back on Rogue One. Oh, man. And see what happens. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, it's uh, time for the final segment, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Glenn, today's your birthday. Yes. Today is, today is your birthday. Today's my birthday. <laughs> today, Friday, April 15th, is your birthday. Yep. Um, and uh, so I was curious, what is your uh, what is your favorite thing to do on your birthday, Glenn? Uh, clearly reporting, uh, recording a podcast. Yes. Right. That's, if right. I, if that's I, I, like my one. perfect day. Yeah. Right. Describe your perfect day. <laughs> uh, I get up, I make a vegetable smoothie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Run in place for I a little get bit. My, yeah, I, I put on my Walkman. Yeah, I uh, listen to some burning off the what's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dance, sweating to the hits. That's what it is. Uh, no, okay. So uh, what I like to do typically, I typically try not to work, but this yeah. year clearly I have to contractually ob- obligated. Yeah. Well, obfuscated. I'll, I'll be working on that contract mm-hmm. when the extension's up. Um, <laughs> I'll work on that clause. Uh, no, I, I typically I really don't care. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, there's been a couple of years where I've had to like furiously do my taxes, which is just awful, awful to have to do. Yeah, you're right around tax time. So I don't yeah. want to do taxes. That's one. Yeah, uh, which I've got that in, taken care of. Good. Um, Good. I'd like to either cook barbecue or get barbecue mm-hmm. of some fashion. Right. And I like to smoke cigar. Or three. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and typically some brewskis in that order. Yeah. Like being around friends and family. Other mm-hmm. than that, I don't care. Right. I like how you mentioned friends and family last. Well, that's, that's like <laughs> tertiary. You know, like I'm not really too concerned about it. The other things. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. But no, if I'm if I'm hanging out with my friend, it's, it's a little sad because a lot of my, my close friends have moved away recently in the last few years, so. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. One. I can't think of anybody else who would come over. You only and- need one. That's all you need. You only need one. No, but I have had a mass exodus of uh, close friends. Yeah, it's true. Leave the area. So, but yes, Brian, I have you. Yeah. What more do I need? That's right. It's true. And this podcast. Actually, I'm moving, Glenn. I'm moving next week. Son of a. So, this is not surprising. Um, Universe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I'm pretty low key. I don't have. I don't know. What about you, Brian? Because you have a birthday coming up as well. Well, I always fly to Las Vegas. 
Oh. And private jet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, start the Phoenician. Some of the and, gentleman discretionary funds. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I always take the, the, I always take the day off. I don't want to work on my birthday. Don't want to do it. I don't yeah. even want to think about being at the office on my birthday. That's, that's number one. Yep. Don't want to be there. Yep. Um, and the other, the only other thing I do really is, you know, hang around in Lawrence mm-hmm. in general. Um, mm-hmm. Liberty Hall is like my favorite movie theater in town. Yep. The art house movie theater used to be an old opera house. Yep. Great place to go. I have really good memories there. Yeah. So I like to, they, they give you a free movie on your birthday, free popcorn and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I, uh, I like to go do that and, uh, hang around downtown a little bit, sit back and kind of reflect over the year a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, Interesting. That's when you take the time. See, a lot of people do that around New Year's. Yeah. No, I think on my birthday, I kind of sit back guy. and mm. just to just to make myself even more depressed on my birthday, I can sit back <laughs> and think about the things that I didn't do over the last year, and now I'm a year older. Brian, um, how was your birthday? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't there for me. Who asked you? <laughs> um, no, but that's that's pretty much it. But it's more positive than anything else. Just kind of yeah. like, you know. Taking a day to take stock and have some fun and mm-hmm. not worry on, not work on stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in general. That's that's my thing. And, and, you know, I got my birthday coming up in a month or so. So I'm, I'm right behind you here. So, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, 28 this year. So it's going to be, uh, going to be a wow. tough. Yeah. <laughs> getting up there. Man. Uh, Me, I'll just be 23. Big 2-8. Big 2-8. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Hmm. Uh yeah, um, but anyway, <laughs> no. But uh, so yeah, we. Uh, uh, that's that's pretty much it though. Just take it easy a little bit, not too heavy. Um, hopefully, eat some birthday cake, have a good meal somewhere, eat some pizza. Oh yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I need. I'm not a complicated man. Nope. I don't think either of us are really. <sighs> no. No. Lynn, Lynn, we're more simpleton. Yeah, yeah. I'm very simple. <laughs> Uh, Lynn always, you know, tries to, like, what do you want for your birthday? Or what do you want to do? I'm like, well, right. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't care. I just right. want to just hang out and have a good time, you mm-hmm. know? I think I got a pretty good life, so yeah. mm-hmm. I don't need to change too much. Right. As long as I'm bungee jumping somewhere, right. I'm happy. As long as yeah. I'm, you know, jumping out of a helicopter, I'm, right. I'm a happy man. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm flying to Hawaii. That's right. That's all I need. It's all... You know? What more does a man need? Right. Some black sand beaches. Right. Mm-hmm. Waves. Private dinner right. on the beach from... Mm-hmm. Uh, roasted pig. Yeah. Pele. From private chef. You're right. Her name's Pele. Okay, Glenn. Well, speaking of Pele, um, that was episode 86 um, already. The uh, Glenn Sansbury birthday episode. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Brian. That mm-hmm. means a lot. Happy right? birthday. This is your birthday gift. This podcast. Episode. And that's all I need, you yeah. cheapskate. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they say that time is the most important that's true. Uh, thing. And you do give a lot of time. I do. It's true. A lot of time. Wow. Uh, well, anyway, Glenn. Well, that was episode 86. Uh, happy birthday to you. Thank you. And uh, we'll, I'll be looking forward to episode 87 uh, when you'll be turning 23. So, uh, 23. We'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, 
I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. And two weeks. See you in two weeks, not the next week. Yeah. You know, two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy birthday, Glenn. Thank you. Good night. Good night.